everybody and welcome to the Housecast, Lower House Cricket Club's podcast, which has been a little bit intermittent over the last few weeks, but it's safe to say I've got probably my favourite co-host on tonight that we can chat through things with and talk through, talk the guests all through his career and, and what's going to happen in the future. Welcome Gav Shields. How's it going Gav? Evening, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice, nice to see you. Nice to see everybody. I'm very well, thank you. Are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, really. I think on Saturday night, we had about six or seven discussions about the podcast and how we've got to do more and we've got to try and get it as uh, back to how, how it was. But when COVID were here, we were 24-7, weren't we? Nothing but podcasts. Uh, uh-huh. I say, I hope you can remember some of them conversations because I can't, mate. Because <laughs> I think we had a few lager tops, haven't we? Well, it, it wasn't just the lager tops. I know you like your San Miguel and the strong uh, designer lagers, but it's the first time I've ever known that Laura Ace have got a real ale on that is over 5%. And I'm not sure whether it was... I've got 5.7 in my head or 5.4. And when I used to start drinking with Roger Brom and Jack Hayes and my dad, it would it never got above three. We're just not mild, 5%, no. Was it? Eight, serious. So after, and I knew I clocked it straight away, and Matt Stanley said, oh, yeah, give me a date once. Well, anyway, why have we still got it on? Yeah, what an injury that'd be for Stanley, yeah? I know, I know. So, but after three or four of them, I was definitely rocking. And it, I mean, for the listeners' benefit, Tony Woodworth put on a, a fantastic evening for his birthday in aid of raising money for Alzheimer's, which, you know, I really hope they raised quite mm. a lot of money because it was well put on by Tony. Um, but that's a serious bit out of the way because I think Tony had 10 pints of it and I literally had to take him home. <laughs> not a word of a lie. I mean, and he might come on and dispute this, but it's not an easy job taking Tony home. No, I've, I've, I've tried on a few occasions and uh, it's, uh, it's certainly not easy, mate. Oh, when his legs aren't working. Judy's was good help uh, <laughs> walking in front. Well, we got there and we we had a great night, I think, and let's hope they've raised lots of money. So this evening's podcast, we've got um, a youngish lad on in, in relative terms compared with some of our previous guests. It's interesting, really, that this lad's coming on and we want to talk about next season in particular, um, but he's following the England's white ball coach as a lad po- the last podcast guest. No pressure whatsoever, Simmy. But welcome oh. to the podcast. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, thankless task. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. But like I said, there's no pressure. Motti was on the last podcast, which if people haven't listened to it, please go and have a listen. There's, I can't remember, I think we're up to about 11,500 listens on that. Oh. The English white ball coach who's been very successful. And then we've got Jack Sim on to talk about Laura's second 11 captain. So... <laughs> 
No pressure, Simmy. No pressure at all. No, none at all. None felt. I'm backing you, Simmy. I'm backing you, Sim. Don't yeah, no problem. Worry, eleven thousand. Measly eleven thousand. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to get all your mates onto it. So, um, sure they will no, no, really appreciate it, Simmy, coming on. As we as we've said, we've had a little chat before this. Real informal. It's just really, you know. So you'd be surprised how many spectators and listeners enjoy understanding where. The young players come from, how they got into cricket, how they feel about it, you know, what the, the fours and against are for, for playing for Lower House, every, et cetera, et cetera. So I really appreciate it, uh, Simi, for you coming on. So how's things at the moment? You're in the middle of winter. Of, uh, how's it going in, in winter? You're at uni at the moment, and you do, as I can see. I'm at uni. Um, starting to get to, um, to grafting now. Uh, yeah. Dissertation due in just over a month, so cracking on with that. So... Uh, yeah, it's going well. Um, going to start trying to get uh, into cricket. I know I've got winter nets on Wednesday and stuff, but yeah. I can't say I've played much over over winter. To be honest with you, no. no it's difficult, isn't it? You know, when you know you're only a young lad and you're at uni doing everything else, uni, and I'm sure you, your uh, your studies come into it somewhere. But I'm sure there is a socialising as well. And... Oh, not at all. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, Jeremy. Exactly. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, me and the lads, plenty yeah. of. That's out and stuff, so good. No, good. That's uh, that's good to hear. So, what we're going to do, Simmy, we're just going to talk through, you know, how you came to be involved in cricket. You came down to Lower House, you know, and Gav had some really good input around the second team going back a few years. You know, played quite a bit there and contributed to the. I think it's fair to say, Gav. I don't know if I'm being out of order here, but when we started to progress under the Stan Heaton scholarship, if you will, and getting the young players coming through, the likes of you and uh, Charlie and Muss and these other players, that the second team started to prosper as well, which is which is automatic. I mean, just give us a, a brief oversight of what it was like, Gav, for you lads. In, in the second team and then eventually getting the team and then you, when you went to, on to coach them just to give a picture for the well, it was brilliant and uh, to be honest with you uh, I think we've mentioned this a few times on, on podcasts this last sort of uh, season or two uh, under match stewardship um, there's been a real sort of togetherness with Sheffield or as an outsider looking in uh, you know there, there seems to be a real group of them and Stim is very much at the, at the heart of that um, but when we were there, it were you know there were eight and nine of us who you know were all were all good pals and you know six of us six or seven of us were all same age and you know four or five of us went, were in the same year at school so you know we literally um, you know Tuesday Thursday Saturday Sunday um, you know we were good pals you know and then after a game we'd always be down at club or we'd all be going out in town so you know very quickly you know we we become a tight group. And that's what it's been really good to to see sort of over this last sort of couple of seasons, really, getting promotion from division below and then, you know, I'm, I'm cracking on, you know, in top division. Um, they really just, you know, when they all get back to clubhouse and they all have a laugh and they're all mickey-taking and that, uh, I do think it does play a part when, you know, when, you know, when times get hard and, you know, and you're looking around, it makes a difference when, you know, you get out there with your pals. And, and I think lower house in past, mm. I think that's what we... Uh, we, we used to draw on a bit too much, in, in uh, you know, sometimes. But I think the second team are getting back to that. Um, and like I say, you know, Simi, Simi's very much at the forefront of that. And I'm sure it'll uh, flourish under his uh, leadership. 
Yeah, I, I must admit, Gav, that I can see that with the times, the atmosphere and the camaraderie that he's developing back there. He, you know, there's always been good players and there's a first team that they're going to feed coming in. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what, Simi, what you think of that, especially you've gone through the juniors. Can you just give us a, a background as to when you started? Um, probably. I was about, couldn't put a finger on it, but about seven, seven or eight when I when I joined Laura House. Okay. Sorry for, for dropping you in it there. <laughs> Joe Martin just signed in in the middle of that. I thought it was going to be us. I mean, he's caused so much mayhem as Joe tonight. Unbelievable. Yes. We can see if you can explain that away. Um, so, I'm here. Yes, we know you're here. Oh, hang on a minute. There's someone in the background. Oh, it's the village. How, the, how, how have I caused mayhem? Because we all logged in and because we there wasn't a host, right. we couldn't record it. Well, how have you managed to do it? It's just with intuition and skill. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, Joe, sorry, sorry, Jess. Don't start with your lip, Joe. You're on thin ice, you sunshine. So don't. Uh... Oh well, I'll take my Zoom account and we can and we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You know, right. Let's See, when you're not here, it all falls apart, mate. It does when you're not there. Well, I can believe it. Right, we've managed, Joe. So I'll just give you a quick recap. Managed. We've managed. We've gone through uh, Saturday night and me and Gav not been able to remember from about 9pm. Simmy's been on and we've had the introduction. We're just up to the point now where Gav was talking about the camaraderie in the second and how that is going, or it is coming back, definitely has come back in the last couple. So we're just going through when Simmy first started at the club and, and I think you said, Jack, you were about seven? When you first yeah, started. I think so, around there, seven, maybe eight. Yeah, brilliant. What was it like then? Um, I can't remember to be honest. Um, it's not that long ago. It's always a good answer for a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all I quite all I remember is um playing sort of with my cousin, uh, my cousin Joe, uh, my uncle Pete's lad, um, on the front street, and he was down at Laura House, and um, I think I just sort of had sort of uh, a natural ability, like hand-eye coordination kind of thing, and started playing well. So I came down. Remember being in the nets, and then next minute I had my whites on playing uh, playing for under nines. I know you say you can't remember, it's not that long. It can feels you, it. Can you remember standing out? You know, who else was there? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Stan was the, the main sort of person that was involved um, in that. And um, obviously, he has his uh, sort of cohort of managers that he sends, yeah. sends here, there, and everywhere. Um, I think Eric was quite involved then, uh, Eric Howarth. Yeah. And I remember Jim Eaton. Jim Eaton. Um, yeah, brilliant. Took us quite a lot. Um, and yeah, so uh, they were both excellent with us and, and everyone. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of progressed through the age groups quite naturally, to be honest. Yeah. So that is, and it, you know, I, I'm thinking back to even when, you know, Gav and, and Joe, to be fair, there wasn't a, a seven, under five, under nines, under 11s. It was you know, literally, what, well, I think, under 15, under 18, when Gav, there were four junior more. Yeah. So that's a real um, indication of the progress of the club. That, yeah, obviously, Stan was said, you know, which, which is fine as if he'd been there forever, which he feels like he has. So. <laughs> Credit and cap off to those coach, you know, and we continue to bring the people system with, with Eris. So, how did it feel for you? You know, and, and your dad was down there, like you said, was it all enjoyable and sunny and everything was great? I think it was at that point, to be honest. Um, it was get to play cricket, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday after school, something to look forward to, um, unless it was chucking it down with the rain and you didn't get to play. Um, then, yeah, it was all, um, all good, to be honest. I don't have any sort of negative no. negative views on that point, no. How, uh, how old would you have been when you got into twos, Sina? Oh, I don't know, uh, about 15, maybe. And, and, and who, who, who was skippering then? Would he, uh, who, who'd have been skippering then? It'd have been uh, ODP, I think. Right. Possibly. Right. Uh, that's the earliest memory I've got from the twos. Um, ODP is captain. Um, so so just tells tantrums. Uh, say that again. Agassiz tantrums when it gets out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been, well, that's been a part for the last sort of five, six years. But um, yeah, uh, obviously went into the twos again, similar to probably most people is when people are missing um kind of doing well in the threes and then uh getting your chance and then i um obviously just bat in sort of lower order um and obviously just got to try best fielding and then can't remember who was missing probably i goes off on holiday or something um <laughs> probably uh and then i um owen just came off and said do you fancy opening the batting and it was quite um unnatural to me as it's turned out to be still <laughs> uh, in that role um but I did quite well in that um in that season so I think I think my first 50 was at Nelson batting with ODP and then in the next sort of three games I think I got a couple more 50s um so I think that sort of cemented my place from there Happy days. That, Happy days. I mean that that's that's great, that. I mean, you're getting those scores at an early age. What would you have been then? Yeah, probably 15, 16. Um, 16, probably. I think I made my first team debut at the end of that season, which will have been 2017, maybe. OK. Off yeah. the back of a few good scores. Yeah. I mean, you know, which is quite a young age to go in and get get the scores that you're getting and good on the club for, for so that's, you know, getting the top five. Um so you've progressed there with ODP and you've managed to play with you know, consistently in the second and then made the odd first team debut, you know, the odd first after your debut. How did it feel for you? Did you start to think that you were coming, not a seat, but you're holding your own and you're out? How did you feel about your own performance progress? Yeah, um, certainly towards the end of that season, um, when it was sort of cemented, um, and then you start feeling sort of part of the group. Uh, you can sort of get involved more with sort of the lads. Uh, you don't feel like uh, you feel less of like a rabbit in the headlights kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you start sort of building from there. Um, and then yeah, so then the next season, I think I had a bit of a wobble, um, and I was back in a place where it was sort of may not be getting picked for the seconds kind of thing. Um, when we had the semi-final against Ramsbottom, was it semi or quarter-final? I can't remember exactly. Semi-final, I think. Uh, I think it was between me and Caleb whether uh, we'd get selected. Uh, we yeah. obviously had quite a st- strong team at that point, so it was sort of quite a few up and down through that stage. Yeah, and was that just because of an age sink or your attitude or, you know, a form? It could be sometimes it's just form. Yeah, I don't think it was particularly attitude-wise. Maybe sort of application over attitude, as in training hard, working on technique. Because um, before that time, I'd had quite a bit of coaching from likes of Joe, um, Nigel, who's down at the club at a lot of that time, um, working on technique. And then I think at the sort of that stage, that's where it was sort of left to yourself at senior training, working on what you want to do and maybe the 
application was wasn't quite there at that point. What year was it where you got the uh, you made in fifteen fifteen in T uh, twenty on that Friday night at home? Was that was that your first your first year in fifteen or? Um, it's about two years ago. Not right. last summer, the summer before. Right. Um. Yeah. So my first team career has been probably a bit strange. Really, it's been like odd couple of games. Um. Not really getting an opportunity to bat. Um. And then sort of when a few people are missing, going back into the first team, just really trying to grab that opportunity. Um. So yeah. it's hard to really say when I like made my first team debut, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. Been yeah. Stop start up till now. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of leads us quite nicely, really, on to um, sort of obviously your appointment as second eleven skipper, Simi. Because I were, I were quite when I when I heard, when I read the news, I were, I were quite pleasantly surprised. But I was surprised because I probably like a lot of members. I were expecting I were expecting you to have a great start to the year and then kick on and put pressure on it first team and then go and have a, a, a strong first team career. So to then sort of take the second team job on. How just so you can explain it, how 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 do you see that working? Because obviously, you know, they want continuity in the second eleven, but that shouldn't hold you back as being a one of the promising young players at the club and with, with ambitions to play first eleven cricket. So if you can just sort of tell us how you how it came about, were you happy with it? You know, was it a no-brainer? Yeah, I'll do it, or do you take some persuading? And then how how will it work? You know, if you start the season, say, mate, and you you hit 80, 50, 10, 100, and there's a shop, do you go in, would you go into first team? Has that even been talked about? Is, are you going to cross that bridge when we come to it? Yeah. Um, so probably started uh, mid to end of last season. Um, I think Matt started to miss a couple of games through injuries. He had a couple of injuries towards the end. Um, and then, so... Throughout all of last season, I've sort of been the third most senior player because we've got obviously a really young side. Yeah. Uh, so it's been sort of Matt and Phil to Finchy every now and again when he's played. Um, and then sort of me. Um, and so Matt sort of come up to me a few games asking like sort of my thoughts on it, um, on certain situations, ball and changes, etc. Uh, yeah. Any ideas, he, he tended to run uh, past me a little bit. Um, and obviously when he's been missing... Um, and the likes of Haggers are also missing to not take captaincy or whether he didn't want it. Um, yeah. I did a couple, two, two, three games last season. Um, so then, obviously, when Matt's announced that he's uh, retiring, I think it was uh, then sort of passed on to me as, as an opportunity of whether I want to do it or not. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, like you draw attention to, uh, my main issue or question was more than happy to do it, and I obviously I'm doing it, so... Um, really happy to do it, but as long as it doesn't affect yeah. my chance of getting a first team opportunity. So, like I said, it's probably a bit of both. It has been spoke about as in um, shouldn't affect my selection, um, but also it's going to be a case to cross that bridge when we get to it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For how, how it's sort of dealt with, it, especially from the second 11. Uh, so, I, I think Charlie Bithell's vice captain. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's the the next one to take over if say I do go up. Yeah. Uh, the first eleven. And then so. work from there. Right. So what sort of you said you've done it a couple of games there. And so what you know what 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 do you enjoy about being the captain? What do you think you naturally do well? Um what sort of you know 
or of, of what things do you think you need to work on? And, and, and also as well, what support is there going to be for you? Because obviously you're still a young lad, you're still sort of getting to learn your own game, really, aren't you? You know, as opposed yeah. to looking after 10 other idiots. So, <laughs> um, so, so what, what, what support's there for you as well, mate? Because obviously you need the time to learn as well, don't you? Yeah, so I think obviously because it's a young group and I've majority grown up with most of them or, or when they have come through, obviously it's um, not as daunting to speak to say someone like me than maybe an older head. Yeah. We've got quite a good sort of like group of lads that are yeah. happy to sort of speak to me about any ideas. I think maybe um, previously if any of the lads are thinking, oh, should we do this, should we do that, they're not as confident to say, go to Matt and say it. Yeah. But I think if... Yeah with someone that they sort of used to uh, being around growing up with that they might even like just drop their ideas with me. And obviously, yeah, unlikely coming from any of them bunch, but it, it might be. <laughs> hey, you never know, mate. <laughs> it might be a good one. Um, so, yeah, I think that sort of communication side would be good. And then um, working on is probably my concentration because I uh, can drift off every now and again. Well, it's probably a, a good thing. It'll keep me concentrated. It's always something always to think about. Uh, rather than just boundary riding for 45 overs, <laughs> picking it up every every three overs. But, yeah. Um, and then what was the second part? So, yeah, what, what sort oh, of support during during games? I mean, I know <clears> you <throat> and Little will work well together. You know, he's a good lad, isn't he? Um, but, you know, is there a plan for support to be there? I mean, I know during home games, Eton will be there, won't he? So we'll be happy to help and give you any support that you need, won't he? Um, yeah, so... Um, I think Matt's still going to be quite involved, um, especially in sort of the committee side of it, the selections, the um, letting people know if there, if we ever get to an opportunity, not an opportunity, but when it comes to someone, we have to pick someone over yeah. Uh, yeah. another. He'll sort of deal with that side, uh, which is a big help yeah, uh, is, yeah. for me. And then in terms of match day, I think um, Joe might have spoke to uh, Phil Metcalf. Um, All right. Who is should well maybe there because with De- Declan anyway because yeah Declan absolutely will be yeah. a a firm part of the squad next year. Oh well, that'd be good, um, it? Yeah, so if it feels happy with that, I'm not sure if um, Joe spoke to him yet or not. Um, Podcast exclusive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you ready here first? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> here we go. Um, might have dropped joining it there, but oh, <laughs> it's for him to deal with. Um, for just sort of kind of a, a manage, manage manager role, but it'd be more um, team sheets, warm-ups. Yeah. Um, if obviously happy to take any sort of cricket advice on board as well because he's played played himself for a long time. Absolutely. Uh, but just to help with sort of the running on the day. So kind of all bases covered, which is a, a really big help uh, for myself. Good. Good stuff. Good that stuff, is- mate. Simi, that is, uh, you know, a good explanation. Good from as far as us three can be there. I know Joe Martin's probably a little bit more involved. That that is a place because it is, you know, whether it, you know, the captain's role is so important. It's vital. They're not called leaders for no reason. Matt, will. how will you deal with, you know, any you know, daft in the dressing room? If you get, you know, I'm aware of there's a character in there that might be uh, a little bit of hand, handful. You can say that again. You're a character yourself. And- <laughs> Yeah, I'm led to believe being daft. How are you going to cope with them and how are you going to stamp your mark on the time? Yeah, like I said, I think it is one of them town and place things. Hopefully, majority of them, barring a few, uh, understand that. Um, like I say, it'll just become clear sort of when 
we're in the dressing room sort of 10 minutes before we go out, I'm batting a ball in. It'll be like, right, now lads, come on, switch on kind of thing, um, if any of them can. Um, and then, but yeah, um, still definitely not taking away that camaraderie. Like you say, it's so important, especially in a second team dressing room, to uh, get all the lads together, make sure everyone, if they can, can get in for a beer, yeah. um, beer after. So yeah, it's a fine line, to be honest with you, but hopefully it can get that sorted. I, th- I think as well, sir, mate, I think I think what you'll find <clears throat> as well is, mate, um, the, because they are a good set of lads and they're your pals, they'll probably understand that, you know, you, you're early on in the job and they'll, they'll probably get behind you and help you. You know what I mean? Oh, and, definitely. And, you know, whereas, you know, if it were <laughs> a, a more older person or established person or more experienced person, they probably wouldn't and they, they, they might lift the leg or whatever. But, you know, they might appreciate that you know it's our mate here come on you know we need to uh you know we need to uh get our heads on so i'm sure it'll be fine pal i'm sure it'll be fine oh no definitely we all joke about them being 10 10 idiots but no they're all cracking lads good set of lads good set of lads absolutely and that's i was just going to say exactly the same gav you've got to use that though jack to your advantage you can rely on them you know go through a brick wall for you when it matters, you've got to have that that switch where you know you could be daft with them and you do the you know crazy. Stuff, but all of a sudden, right, even in the middle of a game, twenty five overs of backers, and once you leave yeah. like that, they will follow you without a doubt. I, mean, I don't know if you're aware. Going back in the years, the same team captain, the dressing room, some of the players, or one of the players, they were mid game, whacked the ball at him. It went right through the times and you smacked him on the nose. <laughs> Wasn't aware of that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 things happen to me. Things happen. Things no, happen. No, it sounds made up to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen to recording. Joe Mark, <laughs> as far as the group of players who he was around coming through the coaching setup, what were your, first of all, your views as a coach with that group of players? How were they compared to the younger ones now? I don't think we coached anyone. And then the second question, how were you? <laughs> Well, if, first of all, Jess, you'd be surprised how old some of the people people are that I've got I've coached. Um, so, so I think the first thing to say on that group uh, for Simmies on the APP was the very first bunch of APP players, right? Uh, and they were all extremely talented. And the way that the program was set up at the time was that when they got to sixteen. Um, they would move off the program, um, and once they moved off, we'd still offer support and whatever. But they were coming to the GCSEs, and we thought that they needed to concentrate on on other things. Yeah. Um, but I think in hindsight, we probably got that wrong, and that's not a, a an assessment of anybody's ability. It's a, a pragmatic coaching assessment. Yeah. Um, we should have kept them on and had had more su- support for them. I. I think because he went from a period of a lot of intense coaching to um, almost kind of fend for themselves. So we were always there to help, but it's yeah. a different different dynamic. Um, but they were, they are, they were, and are still an immensely talented bunch. Um, and one of the things that Simi said earlier was, uh, you know, about whether it it it'd still be picked in the first team or or, or whatever. I think. And at any point, you always pick your strongest team. So regardless of um, of whether they hold a leadership position in the second team or, or whatever, you always pick your strongest team. So if Simi has a great start, then then there's no reason why he shouldn't be, yeah. be picked just because he's 
just because he's captain. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't see why he, he can't he can't play in the first team. He's always contributed extremely well when he's when he's come in with limited opportunities, um, to say the least. Uh, but Simi was at sixteen a fantastic cricketer. He was great, aggressive. Um, I don't know. Did uh, he made you open the batting at East Lanks? I think. Simi's yeah, that right? was my debut. That yeah. Yeah, um, and did and did extremely well. I think he got ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did extremely well. I can't remember who you opened with. Ben. With Ben, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I think that it has an a, an a mass of of talent, um, and there's and there's no reason why I can't harness it. And and that and that extra bit of pressure on leadership, I think you know can it can make a real dash because he's such a good player, as as was shown in that T uh, Twenty game when he got that fifty, which was incredible, really really fantastic. Yeah. Which was also your first podcast appearance, I think, as well, uh, Simi, if I remember correctly, too. But I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that would be my kind of assessment of it in a long-winded fashion, Jez. Simi, excellent. And to add to that, I think because of what he's gone through with the, the programme, being one of the first group, takes a lot of balls to take on what you're taking on now. Mm. Make no bones about you. There's nothing that will you will ever come back and you know and Ben and Stan and the, because you've taken on that was got that link. It's not about one cast space. It's available to him and they're looking the second. You know, good on you. The other thing you can say about Simi Jez is that you he is one of those players where you would never have any qualms about bringing him into the first team. Yeah, I believe. Do you know where? I mean, this might have already been discussed, I guess. But you know, when you bring people in, the, or or people come up with a natural um, right passage, phrase, run with it. Um, but when people when people come in for the first time, you always say, "Well, I don't know if the I don't know if they're ready, or you know, well, that kind bit a bit unsure." There is never any doubt with Simi. You always know Absolutely. that he's going to be excellent. So. And and that's one of the reasons why I think he, he was twelfth man in the um, twenty eighteen cup final uh, because you knew that if something happened, Simi would be absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, and that and that then brings us on. We can I can bring Gav back in, Joe back in. Again. We've had a bit of um, we sent out on social media to ask if they've got any questions you or around going to happen and <clears throat> we got a photograph through of uh, of a bottle of red wine. Oh, no. Can you just talk us through what happened with that bottle of red wine? I can absolutely talk you through that. And what a platform to say this on, because I think it needs to go out to everyone. Go on, lad. Right. So my mum, she's a generous lady, and she likes to do sentimental things. <clears throat> However, she fails to sometimes run them past me. Um <laughs> <That's> <laughs> So following the 2018 was the goal. <laughs> Uh, final win, um, which Joe mentioned I was 12th man for. At the end of the season, um, she likes to get anyone who's... <laughs> oh. um, anyone who has um, been a big help to me, uh, taking me under the wing kind of thing, a present. So Matthew got a, bo- a, a normal bottle of wine and a crate of beers. I was sure it might be a good idea um, for her to give Ben... Um, a token gesture of a bottle of wine with a picture of me and him lifting the Worsley Cup <laughs> um, with a message on saying thanks Ben from Jack I, I love that. run it past me that's lovely that it's, it's I thought it's lovely as well Gavin but others seem to think 
otherwise. And, um, that, and I'll put, we'll put it out there. You know, you 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 summed your mum up fantastically well there. So you know, she loves you to bits. She loves you know contributing and helping out. And anyone who's taken the Mickey is out of order. And I'm not telling you, you sent me that picture and to to ask you about it, but it's oh, uh, a good uh, guess. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was the first team captain, second team captain. He's about that. Then uh, I used to smash it dead straight when it looked like you were point. He's <laughs> uh, You know, as much as. You don't mind, you, you love that. You know, joining the club and being you and your kid, the numbers and everything else. It's that oh, absolutely. That's the way she is, you know, an old kid, and that, that's what love's all about. So no, it's a great story and I'm and I'm glad you cleared it up. Um we had a question on Twitter. So what are you looking forward to the most and also the least in the second team kip, skipper this year and quite a young Um the most, I think. Um just being able to sort of put my own twist on things, but nothing, nothing going to be revolution, revolutionary at all, obviously. Um, and there's no point in sort of looking at doing anything different to say what Matthew's done, obviously been really um, successful uh, as a group. Um, but obviously just uh, being able to put your own ideas on things um, and ultimately, obviously, the, your decision is sort of the decision that gets done most of the time. So balling changes, etc. So just looking forward to sort of developing that side of things um, uh, and being able to take that um, further in my game and also develop my game as well. Um, but also, obviously, uh, the young lads, the younger lads that I'm sort of close to, um, like Sir George, Joel, uh, them kind of players, it's just sort of seeing them develop as well with me, um, being able to talk to them about how, how they're thinking about the game kind of thing. That's good. Um, you know, that's, that, that's a great summary of what you do, help develop those players. And also, it's a big thing, and we'll come back to the second question. The way the Lancashire League is at the moment with the teams on the second team, important that they maintain the, the status in the first division as much as possible. You know, that's a real challenge for you. So what are you not looking forward to? This question has been asked. Someone in Twitter sent it, who it is. Uh, good question. The least? Um, not sure, to be honest, um, off the top of my head. Um, like I say, just trying to herd herd them animals in the uh, in the change room. But um, joking aside, they'll be fine. Like we said before, nothing particularly coming to mind with that one. Um, I've got one for you, Sime. Yeah, I've seen you bat and yeah. seen you play, and it just looks ridiculously easy. It's uh, frustrating at times. How <laughs> we used to bloody struggle and and prod and poke around, and you're smashing it everywhere. So, what do you think being captain can Bring to your batting. What? How do you, how do you think it can improve your your, your game? Yeah, so I think, uh, like I say, um, nothing will change drastically. Obviously, more of a see ball, hit ball. But um, in certain situations, like I say, it's taking on more responsible, a lot more responsibility. Um, I think it did it might not look like it, but if, in my mind, it felt like it came on a little bit last year. It's just understanding situations. Yeah. Um, building partnerships in certain uh, certain times kind of thing. Um, and like I say, the classic sort of cliche is like captain's knock. It's sort of um, trying to get as many of them in as possible. Um, and really, like you said, just taking responsibility in certain situations. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Happy days. Well, everyone will be behind you, mate. <clears throat> I think it's worth mentioning at that point, <clears throat> I wrote this down earlier, and it's a silly old fart who's played that. Make sure you don't 
take too much of a back seat and your captain don't think oh, we're going to win this game relatively easily I'll send someone so there's 20 no, yeah. and you Absolutely. need then all of a sudden you lose three quick wickets and then you've got to go in and rescue with other people believe in yourself yeah. put yourself up there um, to win the games to lead to lead by yeah. example so many things that either didn't bowl when they didn't bat when they did so that that would be my little advice to you as far as playing your own game um, yeah that might be my issue not bowling when I should have done but yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I believe you've got a cheeky leg spin. So then, <laughs> lastly, from me, we again we, we were canvassing thoughts mm. around it. Um, so we got a question. I'll read it word for word, and so <laughs> it might give you a clue who it's from. <laughs> I'd like to know if Simmer is likely to change his current erratic and irresponsible batting style now he's captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. Oh, I won't. I won't call it that. No, I wouldn't. No, I'd call it. Um, not that. Hey, no, no, none of us have said it's me. No, absolutely. I don't know that chaps. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> no. um, so I questioned him. I, que- I questioned this person. You know, I said, "How do I put that across there?" And he said, "He's regularly out trying to hit one to the moon, despite being sixty with twenty overs left." <laughs> So I then went back to him and said, well, hang on a minute, is that not a little bit the kettle calling the pot, I'm saying? And he yeah. came back with a real bite, saying, he bats at three, though, and he's miles better than me. <laughs> I don't know if you want to respond to Duke. But... Oh, Jez, you can't. <laughs> We've had him, you can't. We've seen already this week about giving up the sources. Yes, sorry. It's um, a tough school. <laughs> uh, no, a serious answer to that would be, in general, probably not. I don't think the other side of it really suits my game. More of what I said uh, in response to Gav's question was just take a bit more responsibility yeah. or a lot more yeah. responsibility um, uh, and just sort of seeing uh, situations a little bit better. But they don't complain when the first two go over the fence. It's just when I'm walking back. So. <laughs> yeah. right. Absolutely not. And if you can, you know, it's a little bit like what I'm with England. You change things, be positive, believe in yourself. And I'm not just saying you, I mean the whole team. The game's changed so much later and probably in the gap. You know, believe in what you can do and, and go for it. If it doesn't work, no one's dead. There's nothing, not the end of the world. It's gutted yeah. half an hour or so. But if you believe you can do it, on and do it. Yeah. Uh, then we've got another question. Mm-hmm. Simmy is fond of missing games for questionable reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Have you changed... Change the counts or numbers at any point during these questions. It's <laughs> 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 it, it misses a couple of games every year for some random reason. For example, his bird's uncle's mum's retirement party. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. And then he decided to go and watch Chelsea in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> For a game that was being played in Rome, I think, and you went to London. It was it was Porto in Portugal, but Porto. Um, yeah. Well, what's your reaction to that individual? <laughs> the same as it was last time. Um, <laughs> your cheeky little eye time. Uh, the past is the past. Um, no, um, like I say, it's drawing a fine line between sort of everyday life and obviously the events and family and stuff and cricket. With amateurs at the end of the day, kind of thing. So, yeah. um, don't know the next time Chelsea are going to be in a Champions League final. And obviously, it was coronavirus, so me and my brother couldn't go. So, we thought 
best to spend it with uh, 60 odd Chelsea fans than 20 Burnley fans. And one of them being Joe Beneducci. <laughs> Next time you see him, Simmy, you just need to fill him in. It's not a hard task. If he thinks he's hard. When he when he played uh, a few years ago, he was playing the title hardest in the team until him and Tom Alston had a fight at East Lanks. He won. Well, it turns out that Joe Beneducci did win. However, it was you're best off asking Tom Alston about this, but he used um, illegal means. Right. In Tom Alston's words, Tom Alston's words. He pulled my pubes. Oh, no. Well, this is a family podcast, Jack. I'm going to have to edit that out. Oh, I do apologise, Joe. I've never seen Joe Benaducci lose a fight. I've never seen Tom Alston's pubes. <laughs> yeah, you can tick that one off as well. Brilliant, that. It's good, uh, you know, it's a good insight, Simi, there. It's, it's a tough job. And people who are listening to this played will understand what it's about. Those who haven't played but watch a lot will also, you know, those rainy days at home when your travel's on or to get them from stop messing about. But you'll get so much from it. The club Absolutely. will get from you and develop as a player. <clears throat> no doubt. So you're from me and the house cast members and thanks. Before yeah, we yeah. move on, we've got these draws to do. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Simmy, before I go around the uh, the two co-hosts? Anything you want to add or point out? Nothing particularly, no. Uh, just thank you very much for having me on. Pleasure. You're more than welcome, and all real good luck for next year. Gav, anything you want to round off before we uh, we move on to? Uh, no, not really. No, I just want to uh, wish uh, Simi all the best. Um, you know, all the best luck. He'll have he'll have so much support. Everyone will be uh, willing him on to do well. Uh, no more than the lads who he's uh, leading. So best of luck, and I'm sure he'll uh, go. I'm sure it'll be a, a massive success. Gavin, Joe, I uh, can only repeat. Uh, Gav's sentiments. Uh, Jack, good luck. You will uh, be excellent. Thanks, Joseph. No problem at all. I just wonder when Joe's ever going to contribute anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that takes us on. We'll do the draws. We have got at least two. Simmy, if you want to go, if you've got some freshest parties. No, I'll, I'll stay and watch my uh, my 80 quid rolling. And I know. So, well, what time are you meeting lads in, uh, in players? <laughs> <laughs> Quite one today. I'll tell you what, yeah, right. if you win again, you, it's been non stop from you and your brother. And uh, well, sort of two for Pras one, isn't it? Me and my brother share our, our winnings depending on who gets it. I think he's about three well, and yeah. four, and I'm, I've only got one, so he's um, yeah. a bit short changed from it, but I'm not complaining. And I always, well, like I always say to you, Jez, if I win, we'll split it, me and you, so just think on. Right. <laughs> The first prize is Gav Shields. No, no, as everyone knows who listens to this, it's all audited, it's all um, transparent, and we do it as live as possible. It's a pity Matt Stansfield didn't come on this tonight because he's the one. After every draw, I, my phone is red hot with his numbers nodding. Um, I'm fiddling it because I'm best mate with Gav that Matt Stanley don't win. Comes out with random, <laughs> random rubbish. But he was invited on tonight, but declined, declined the offer. So we'll move on to the the draw. We need to do January and February's draw. <clears throat> As previously, Joe Martin... As he has randomly selected a, a bag of balls. What's the name of the balls this time, Joe? I, I, I never know what to say when you ask me that. 
Well, maybe if you'd have planned and thought of it beforehand, you might have uh, come. I know, up. but you were saying something like that. It's oh, I, I don't know. You saying that it's something to do with the national lottery, Genevieve or uh, Merlin, Lancelot. They have all these names for these different balls, so it's not fiddle. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's not like Kelvin or Craig or something like that. <laughs> Joe. So I right. said, next time... Well, these are Stan Heaton's. Stan Heaton's balls. <laughs> well, it must be a big bag. <laughs> that was deep. That was deep. So, in, uh, if you don't mind, Joe, random number generator from, Z- from 1 to 177. Yep. Uh, we're on it. Once again, we've got numerous three numbers available. I think we're up to about 25. Um, we have have got a couple of new members that have come in. Oh, fantastic. Recently. Di Hope. Thanks, Di, for joining the draw. Thanks ever so much, and I hope you're successful. I'm going to find you your number now. Paul Grace. Thanks for joining, Paul. You've got two numbers, number 11 and number 25. And he's one, hasn't he? Yeah, he won in the last one, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. <coughs> Laura Hudson is number 34. She's uh, joined this year. Middle of last year, Tommy Brawley and he won. won, won. He won. <laughs> he won. It's an American. <laughs> Paul Bamford's just joined recently. So thanks to all these people um, that are joining. Kevin McGinty. So, Di, you won't be listening live because we're not getting it out there live, but your number is number 84. Guy's paid uh, up front, so if 84 comes out, then Di will win. If that comes out, there's a proper, there's going to be a proper... Damn straight. Damn straight. Damn straight. So, Does the National Lottery go through people's numbers before <laughs> before the start? Well, only only if it's Kelvin or Roger. If it's them balls, well, then you'll be doing There's millions of those. This is a community thing. I'm trying to keep everyone interested and involved. So. Yeah. So... One to one seven seven, please shake them up, Joe, and pull us a number out. One hundred and seventy. And this is for a hundred pound for the January draw. Number one hundred and seventy is Dennis Daly. Now Dennis is a legendary supporter, big mate of Charlie Chip, all that crew from the canteen. I think they're going, Gav. I think they're still going there. At railway. And, yeah, yeah. Is that still there, Red House? Yeah, is Red House still open, Gav? No. Is it not? It's not been open for a long time on uh, Red House in Grove. A shame. They used to have something there, didn't we? Back, right? yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Dennis Daly, uh, a nice cheeky little under a pound going to you. I do think Dennis shares with Charlie Chips. Oh, but uh, But we'll have to. I'll send it to Dennis, I think, rather than Charlie. <laughs> the next number, please, Joe. 156. Number 156. So this is for £80. 166. Is 56. Jeff 156. I nearly said the name. 156. Oh, bless it. It's Matt Marquis. Yeah, Matt Marquis is, is actually. Geraldine Marquis. It's not no. Geraldine is. Geraldine, she lives on the fold. Not the fold. She lives on Thornhill. Yeah, I, yeah, I could picture her now, but I didn't know her last name was Marquis. Yeah, I'm making it an arse of it. No, no, not at all, Jess. Geraldine oh, Marquis. the fantastic thing about live broadcasting: anything can happen. Number 156. Well done. That's 80 pounds on its way to you. So the third prize for the January draw, please, Joe. Pull us another number out. Number 59. Laura, Elaine Hayes. Oh, fantastic. Elaine. Oh, Obviously married to one of the 
absolute legends of the club that kept the club going through some real difficult times back in 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. Jack, bless his soul. So well done, Elaine Hayes. I'll get the cash to you very soon. For the last prize, what's the nine? I need to write them down because none of you lot can. <clears throat> Is it a fruitcake? No, that needs to be cut out as well. Jesus. <laughs> Is it my condom? Yeah, maybe. That doesn't make it better. £70? Oh, no, no, no. £50 for the last prize in the January draw. Please pull us a number out, please, Joe. 155 These are high numbers. Shake them up. Shake them up. Number 155 That's Garth Rouse. Garth is a massive fat, a really big friend of Stan. He's only been in a, a couple of years, pays regularly away. He's a top bloke, he's Garth. So well done, Garth. £50 coming your way. Excellent. Excellent. So that's January. Thanks, Joe. If you can put those balls back in your sack. Yeah. And we're now, we're now on the as well, Joe, because there were a lot of our numbers there, weren't there? Yeah, there were. But, you know, look at the draw. So what's the name of these balls? These are Brian Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> it's all got very carry on this hasn't it it's all got very carry on thanks very much Joe Brian Higgins shake your balls give us a number Joe 136 wow 36 136 yeah 136 alright good that's what I said that's a, a fantastic what a lap there is look who's come to say hello oh fantastic hello hello everybody hello <laughs> See, Jez, the issue is, this, one, is this is on audio, <laughs> so they'll just think you've gone insane. 136. <laughs> a top lad. He's, he goes down the club all the time. In fact, me and this lad went to school together, but at separate schools, and he used to kick lumps out of me at football. Any ideas? Abel. Such <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, this is on Zoom, George. I'll be <laughs> Only joking, uh, Jeremy. I don't know. Break. <laughs> John Wait. Oh, wait. Excellent. Wait. Good lad, Johnny. Oh, Waite. good. Fantastic. Waite. I knew you'd like that. So, £80, February 2023 draw. For £80, the number is 33. 33. How are you feeling about it? It's an old school of that. It is Judith. Oh, marvellous. Oh, good win. Good win. Brilliant. Maybe, Joe. Yeah. After our conversation this afternoon, we could withhold that until she agrees to come on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Is that a form of bribery or not? Yes. Straight up bribery, but who cares? Yeah. But, you know, there we go. Next number, £70. Pound. £70. Pounds. 81 81 Kev K. Oh, brilliant. Oh, Excellent. Brilliant, Kev. Kev's been in a, a number of years for a long, long time. He did win last year. I'm going to say, I can remember him winning because we discussed his cricket. It was Joe Benaducci's. He played with Joe Benaducci, didn't he, or something That's like fine. that. The next number, £50 for the February 23 draw. 83. Number 83, so that's not Kev's. <laughs> number 83 is Dave Johnson. Oh, Jono, fantastic. Now, Dave. Well done, Dave. Dave does win quite often. Does he? As far as I remember. Um, I think Dave helps Stan. Uh, he does. Fantastic. And, helping it. and Dave was, when we first started this, I think it was Dave that we got Nicky on to draw it once. And Dave oh, yeah. about how boring it was. Uh, so we've sat Nicky. So well done, Dave. <laughs> £50 coming for the February draw. Joe, thanks ever so much for 
drawing those uh, numbers in the, will no doubt get bombarded by Matt Stanley and a few. Well, Joe Benarucci's a winger as well when it's not winning. Uh, but it's not about the winning, it's about contra. Been going for about 30, no, 23, 24 years now as a draw, making some valuable money to pay these coaches to get the game through. Like, say. So anyone wants a number, we have got a few spare. So please join. I was going to say, Jess, it's fantastic that there's still people joining and, yeah, there's, scope for, yeah. and there's scope for more people to join. There is scope for more because we do lose the odd one, obviously, as time takes its toll with everyone. Um, so mm. it's to get the, the new members in. Please, if you want to join, the shout. Oh, I forgot to mention Will Driver's joined. Oh, brilliant. Well, yeah. Will. Will's <laughs> has joined. I'm sorry, Will, you've not you've not won. He would take saying how much. And he's an avid podcast listener. He is, yeah, he is massive. One player. of our biggest fans. Someone else just shows dog's video. <laughs> well, yeah, why not? There's a different voice this time. New dog. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else to say about the draw? We've um Nothing to say about the draw, Jez. I'll tell you what I was just thinking there. Number 81 and number 83 won, and Guy was 84. Oh. But it's all been done transparently. Um, let's wait and see what abuse we get back. Thanks, everyone, for contributing. We're you know, joking apart. We really appreciate it. It keeps the club going. There's a lot of uh, money comes in because of it, and a lot of money paid out. So thanks, everyone. If you can encourage anyone else to draw them on the podcast. So I think we're done for this evening, chaps. We're uh, we're getting certainly getting close to Joe's bedtime. Thanks very much, Joe Martin, for joining us. I really appreciate it. You get yourself off to bed. Gav, cheers. Thanks very much. And you'll probably be nipping off to the pub and having 12 pints, won't you, being a tough, roughly tufty chap? I'm an athlete, Jez. I'm an athlete, and Monday to Friday, I'm a, I'm a model professional, so no. <laughs> we could see right up your nose then. Yes. <laughs> Gav, give us some <laughs> Gav's properly got into the podcast and he's he's such a great co-host and host to run these for us. So the um for the listeners out there, we're gonna try and do one a week. We're gonna try and do them on a Monday as we go into the season. And even if it's just talk about the games, talk about other teams and how the league's going, we will really push to do one a week. Uh, or we can manage it. But more more importantly than anyone, Jack Sim, thanks ever so much for coming on the podcast. You've You've bared your soul to us. You've told us what you're hoping for, what your your ambitions are. Hundred percent, please. Every wish you all the luck in the world and everything you deserve it. You're such a great servant to the club, Jack. So thanks ever so much for coming on. Um, do you want to have the last word before we finish? I can do. Um, just thank you uh, very much uh, for having me on, and uh, really looking forward to the season. Fingers crossed. Thanks very much, Jack. So all you listeners, subscribe like whatever else you do on instagram <laughs> tell your mates about the podcast you know we've had motty on recently like we said um some great views and listens from other from other people that have never been on so it is it is developing and growing even more and we're trying to get them thanks everyone and uh, and good night from right joe that's done now what do i do before, good job team what do i do before i lose this recording um can you, do you want to press stop recording? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Joe, you are going to get... Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milltown Pies, Alexander Grapes Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. My